You may be wondering why your order of service indicates that Reagan Sutterfield is our preacher for today, and I am not Reagan Sutterfield. We learned late yesterday that they have a case of COVID in their household, and while I was tempted by the um, challenge of writing an entire sermon in an hour, we have decided that I will do my best um, to honor Reagan's spirit and give you his sermon for today. There is a place in Allsop Park on the lower side along the creek that is the perfect place to just sit and be and watch. Along this creek, Reagan and his family have found the iridescent wings of a great purple hair streak butterfly, a salamander swimming along the rocks, dragonflies and water bugs moving about, and of course, plenty of birds. Beside the creek, there is a black willow tree. This tree hosts yellow warblers each spring. In summer, its leaves are food for the caterpillars of the eastern tiger swallowtail. And in the winter, it offers a perch to goldfinches. The black willow is a native tree in Arkansas, common along creek and riverbeds. It grows quickly, and it helps control erosion along the banks. The willow's wood is useful for a variety of purposes, everything from artificial limbs to baseball bats. And the pollen from its flowers is a known source of particularly delicious honey. It is a tree full of life and healing. But on a recent visit to the creek, Reagan and his family noticed that this black willow had been cut down to a stump of just a couple of feet. We don't know why the parks department decided to remove the tree. It's doubtful that anyone will be sporting a new limb or that a child has a new bat to use on the softball fields across the street. It was cut, hauled off, and likely turned to mulch. But remarkably, the willow is on its way back, not ready to accept its death. From the stump, there are now several new trunks developing, working back up toward the sky. It is hard to kill a willow like this, for its true life is beneath the ground. The scriptures for today are reminiscent of this willow along the creek bank. In the final chapter of the book of Revelation, we find a description of a river and a tree growing on either side of it. As we imagine the scene, we can think of a willow like the one in Alsop Park. And that image is strengthened by the way John describes this tree of life. Now we have different ways of talking about trees go camping in a national park, and we might remark about the beautiful forest forest around us. But get a logging contract for that same forest, and we'd be talking about timber. Biblical Greek is no different. Dendron is the word for tree, the kind you might see camping. But the word zulon, that meant timber or lumber. And strangely, it is the word zulon used in Revelation for the tree beside the river. What we read as the tree of life could more literally be translated as the timber of life 
not quite the same ring to it, but it is an accurate rendering. It is hard to know, of course, what John truly meant to say through this choice of words, but Reagan thinks we have some license to believe using Zulon rather than Dendron was important to John. Revelation is a poetic book where word choices matter and they carry a lot of meaning. Maybe John wants us to understand that this tree is not just any tree. Maybe he's hinting that the tree of life is in fact the cross resurrected. It may seem strange to us to think of the cross as a tree, but in the New Testament, Luke, Paul, and Peter all refer to it that way. Christ was hung on a tree, they tell us, and in every case, they too use the word zulon. With this use, they are providing us with a different image of what the cross is, not merely a source of death, but also a bridge to life. Historically and across many cultures, trees have long been symbolic links between the realms below and the realms above. They are rooted firmly in the ground, connected to the depths beneath the surface, and yet they can tower into the sky. The cross, John seems to be saying, is just that kind of bridge. It is the tree by which God finally brings earth to heaven and heaven to earth. In this image, heaven isn't a distant spiritual realm, but a reality that comes among us, renewing all things. God comes down and makes a home among the finite, embodied creatures of earth, and all of creation once again becomes God's temple. And at the center of this new reality is a tree that once was dead. Yet this tree now lives because, like Christ who made it meaningful, it has a deeper source of life. Christ's life was not an independent reality that could be done away with according to the whims of an empire. He was connected to the source of all life, God's holy breath that works among the roots and brings resurrection to what once seemed lost. We, too, are invited to live from those depths. Here on earth, creation still groans with longing, but like a tree that grows deeper into the ground in the winter, we can root ourselves into the life of God. And that life can bring us back from whatever storm may batter us or whatever tries to cut us down. How do we plant these roots? How do we join in the power of the cross tree? Well, the willow along the creek bed has many roots. Some are large, some are small, but they are all intertwined and connected to the roots of other plants, a whole household of life beneath the ground. It is hard to grow without community, and there is less hope of renewal without it. True community is not found in the mirrored halls of online life, for it cannot be mediated by screens. Community exists in the embodied, creaturely presence of those gathered, sharing space and food. This sharing takes patience and work. We have to show up, engage and risk, give and receive. 
In this community, we make our worship together. Our common life is often imperfect, and sometimes it would be much easier to receive some easy religious goods and services rather than welcoming Christ's life among us in a homemade faith. But if we keep going back to our roots, conspiring together in the holy breath that is our advocate, then we will find our way. It is a way full of prayer which forms the primary roots of all our lives. Prayer in common, in silence, in the morning, in the evening, all along our way. Prayers of quiet listening and reception, prayers of offering, prayers of asking and interceding. In our prayer, we are linked even when we are not together because we are joined in God who dwells at the deepest regions of ourselves. It is in prayer, here and now in the mess and grit of life, that we can begin to welcome heaven into earth and bring earth into heaven, living from the energy of God rather than our own limited power. Prayer is us rooting ourselves in the depths despite what happens along the surface. It will connect us to the life that brings not only survival, but resurrection, no matter what might come our way. That black willow along the banks in Allsop Park will likely be cut again, because, but because it is rooted in a community of life and lives from a source of growth beneath the surface, it will keep coming back. And each time it does, it will put on leaves to feed caterpillars and flowers to make honey. It will make seeds and spread them. Already there are many other willows growing along the stream, and they will keep growing long after there is a parks department or even a city here. And one day, the tree of which it is an image will come and be a source of healing for all the nations, the cross that joined heaven and earth and turned death toward resurrection. Amen.